Welcome to CTO Think, a podcast about leadership, product development, and tech decisions between two recovering chief technology officers. Here are your hosts, Don Vandemark and Randy Burgess. Hey, Randy, how you doing this week? I'm doing well. Uh, continuing to work in multiple <laughs> multiple things that allow me to that don't allow me to focus on any one of them. Um, but uh, working on a Drupal 7 site, that's actually going well. Working on a on our app, the Chasms Firebase slash TypeScript slash Vue.js sure. app. And then a Rails app that I've been maintaining, supporting, and enhancing over the last few years. So I've just, and then working on a number of different possible contracts um, with other clients and stuff like that. So as usual, uh, the brain feels spread thin on focus, but yeah, it's been getting stuff done. Uh, yeah. What's going on with you? Um, just had a, uh, just had an interesting conversation with one of our clients on our, um, on our metrics for, so this is for, um, this is for construction specialties. So, so I'm going to take that conversation and morph it to, to be more about a CTO and tech IT metrics. Um, but in general, um, metrics are the things that, that, you measure your company by or that that clients measure your company by or or um you measure your teams by yeah um and uh having been at ibm with you know big enterprise contracts and things like that i've got a good amount of experience with with those kind of of metrics um the the more you move down to the smaller companies the more um, those, those metrics change. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you're looking for is, is slightly different. Um, have you come across metrics that, that you've had to deal with? No, mainly because I avoid working for firms where the, like the metrics, <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> the first thing that, that jumps in my brain when you talk about this stuff is lacks context doomed 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 to sink you like in the sense that metrics and numbers without context will either paint they're either manipulated to paint a better picture than exists or it doesn't show why numbers are the realistic numbers why they aren't as high as people want them so yes like i don't mind answering to goals and quality directives and, you know, markers for success like that. You need something for management to know if in the black box of technology and product that we don't understand, how do we measure how well we're doing? But, but just enterprise level numbers and dashboards and grades just don't tell the full story. And I always feel like you're instead of building quality products that meet the end user goal, you're really focused on pushing up certain specific numbers. So that's, that's what I initially think, but tell me if I'm on the wrong path with that thing. No, you're, you're completely on the right path that 
as as concrete and as objective as measurements and numbers feel, they are just another part of a story that you're telling. Yeah. Um, and and if you make your metrics, then you just you just throw the metrics out there. You say we made it. You're done. If you don't make your metrics, then usually you've got a story around why you didn't and what what inhibited you from doing it. And then the it in most cases it didn't matter anyway. Let's let's talk real quick about the most common um, or the most well known yeah. IT metric, and that's availability. Um, and that's where you hear things like five nines and six nines and things like that. Um, so that that is the the five nines and six nines refers to ninety nine point nine 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 percent availability or ninety nine point nine 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 percent availability. Yeah. Um, and, and what what's really important to understand um, when it comes to that metric for those who haven't come across it is you're going to hear people say five, nine, six, nine, seven, nines, things like that. Cause they're, they're, they're like, we're super available. The, the, when it comes to amount of downtime per year, five nines means you were down for five and a half minutes the whole year. Yeah. Um, six nines means you were down half a minute the whole year. So, while while that's really really big sounding and really important sounding, um, it's also and unless depending on the, the the importance of your app, it's also irrelevant. Yeah, um, you don't need to be available all but thirty seconds of the year for most of the services we offer. Um, I would argue you could even go down to the four nines, which is just under an hour um, over a whole year. Right. And for, for Aspire EDU, we, we actually have a, a really good, uh, availability number, um, as far as what we affect, but we are so intertwined with other things that any kind of metric percentage that we tried to meet, if we'd fit, if we failed it, we'd, we'd have a story to tell. And then what good is that metric? We'd be able to say, you know, AWS was down for four minutes the other day. So if AWS is down, we're down. Um, the the Canvas learning management system that, we're, that we use for most of our clients, that our clients use in order to log into our system, they were down for three minutes. We weren't down, but they were down. Can so you, you couldn't get to our service. Can you get away with, I mean, the term that I've started to hear more and more when people go down is we are suffering an outage due to an upstream provider. So can usually, you get, that's usually what goes on our status page. Yes. So can <laughs> you, so can you get away with saying our uptime is nine point? It, like we have a upstream provider uptime and we have our own uptime. Can you get away with that? I think, I think I, you could, but again, you're now telling a story. You're no longer working with hard, fast numbers. <laughs> that were in the, contract, the, con- the context right? I want to keep. Yeah, exactly. Right. You are, you're telling a story, <laughs> Yeah, which is exactly what happens with metrics. We, I just had a 45 minute conversation with the client. Okay. 
And it was a very pleasant conversation. It was very much, it's not anything that we've contractually committed to. It was, here's a report card of how you're doing within the work. And so we talked about some of the areas we're struggling. And we talked about how um, how a lot of the reason we're struggling is on their side. They could be doing things differently to help us make those numbers better. Mm-hmm. So that's really where I think numbers are important. And we can talk about some of the other numbers when it comes to IT. Um, I think numbers are important as a snapshot, um, as as something to take a, a stake in the ground and say, okay, here's where we were at this period of time. Here's where we are three months from now. Let's see what's changed. Let's see if we can figure out what changed all those things. Not to be contractually obligated for all of those different items, but more to understand our business better. And that's where metrics can help. They can help to understand. If you go into your viewing of the metrics as what's the story around them, all of a sudden you understand your business a little better. So you're no longer making excuses you're now trying to figure out why things changed. Yeah. Um, and that's where that's where metrics are great. And I will say that's also where they're a rabbit hole because I, I literally could spend all my time doing nothing but metrics for the company um, and making stories. And I'm not sure it would help. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pick uh, the wheat through the chaff, but um, that's, that's really one of those things that, that, helps have you ever so, have you ever worked with someone that subscribed to the numbers dogmatically and like i guess my experience has been spending a lot of time building a system to build the reporting necessary for the scorecard for the numbers and then you learn after the first week of delivery Nobody really cares. Yeah. Because of the lack of context, because they know that there's like, oh, well, that like that particular user's numbers are down because of X, Y, Z, which we can't reflect in here. This is worthless. So, so that's, so it's not just me feeling like, hey, I'm going to deliver numbers that lack context and make me look bad. It's also, at the end of the day, I know who I'm delivering this to will see through these numbers and not care yeah. after all the work getting them. Well, that, yeah, your, your client's going to have their own story to tell about the numbers that you've got a story to tell. They've got a story to tell. And they're usually two different stories. Um, so it, 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 it's contractual, contractual metrics are usually a problem um, because they inhibit conversation. Um, because you, you all of a sudden are focused on the numbers and, and, and one side is making excuses and the other side sees the other side making excuses. Yeah. Um, so wait, that, that, what, what I want to head down the road of next is I've talked about availability, which is more of an enterprisey KPI. And, and we try to keep the conversation here more about startups and, and things like that. So Google Analytics is, is, a, is a measure of metrics, right? Yeah. 
Um, and and what when you look at Google Analytics, what do you pull out of that as far as your website? What's important to you? Uh, for me, I usually just look at how many visitors they ha- I've had over the last few months. Like, is it going up or down? Um, I don't really use the web. I don't, I've never, I've never got a random client from my website. So I don't sure. really, uh, honestly, the website's there to validate, oh, this is a hum- a real person with a real company. And that's how people validate you. Like if you, right. if, if I gave people an email address and, they, and I'm guilty of this too, if someone sends me an email for their business and I go and take the, the domain name of their email and then go and they don't have a website, I'm like, that's shady. Yeah. So I have a website that I didn't ever finish the whole thing in terms of the design that just says, yeah, I exist. <laughs> so, excuse me. So I'm my... I only look to see like, Hey, are the numbers still hitting the same average so that I know the website's up <laughs> and I right, will only look right. at it very randomly, but I have a, I, I do have a client that uses analytics to see conversions through a path on their site. So I look at, I look at her metrics to study is the, is the pipeline she has, the funnel she has for sales working? Right. Of course, the analytics don't work because of the of a third-party provider doesn't show the links right or the analytic code right. But that's how she was using it. So I think that's what a lot of people doing e-commerce sales are doing is, are my funnels effective? Sure, sure. And and I've been listening a lot to a, a couple of different podcasts. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend a listener they go listen to other podcasts. Yeah. Um, but um, Bootstrapped Web is one I've been listening to. Yeah. Um, uh, Startups for the rest of us is another. Um, and and build your SaaS with um, with the, the which is around the building of Transistor, which is the podcast platform we use to yep. host our our podcast. Yeah. Um, those three I listen to regularly, and they regularly have conversations on KPIs. What are they looking at as far as how's their business doing? MMR. Um, that's their number. MMR. Right? Yep. Yep. MMR, which um, monthly something revenue. It's a, uh, <laughs> monthly made up revenue. Yeah. <laughs> I- MRR. MRR. Monthly recurring revenue. That's why I couldn't come up with it. Monthly made-up revenue um, to make us sound more important than we are. <laughs> yeah, monthly recurring revenue. Monthly recurring revenue. So it, there's also ARR, which is annual recover, uh, recurring revenue, which if you're doing if you're on an annual contract basis um, is more uh, relevant. But you can take your ARR, divide it by twelve, and you essentially have your MRR. Yeah, um, that's one. Um, there, there are, there are others and one that they, that one of them has been talking about. Um, and it's the, the founder of cart hook, which is something that hooks into Shopify. Um, they've been talking about churn a lot. Um, and, and that is they bring clients on, but then they lose them within 30, 60, 90 days. Um, and that's, that's also something to keep an eye on. Cause that's not, that's, um, 
a lot of customer acquisition costs and not a lot of customer onboarding costs and then not a lot of revenue out of it. Yeah. Um, so those are, those are some of the, the things they look at. Um, I'm sure everybody listening is, is probably fairly familiar with burn rate and runway, um, which is, which is just essentially you have so much money, um, and you're, you're spending burning X amount per month and you divide the amount of money you have by your burn and that's your runway. That's how much money, that's how much time you have to finish before you run out of money. Um, that's usually only in the VC world or, or the funded world. Um, so anybody bootstrapping doesn't necessarily look at that as much because they're usually working off the revenues of what they have. Yeah. Um, uh, another <clears throat> one, especially if, if, if you're, if you're not, if, if for some reason you're doing a free app instead of a paid app, uh, just monthly active users. Um, so that's just what's your, what's your usage rate on a, on a, monthly basis. Yeah. Um, what do you, those are, what do you, <clears throat> so for yourself personally, if you were, if yeah. you were to say, <clears throat> excuse me, if you were to snap your fingers and have a report daily for both Aspire EDU and construction specialties with just a few metrics, what would you choose for either one? Yeah, they're, they're, they're different businesses, so so they, they require different things. Um, at, at Aspire EDU, which is a SaaS business, um, we one one thing I like is I like to I like to know churn. Um, now our churn isn't thirty, sixty, ninety days. Our churn is the client signed an annual contract. Did they re up? Yeah. Um, and again, we're telling stories when we find out that they're not re upping because. If our, our churn's not bad, but anytime we lose somebody, it's usually because the state's no longer funding um, the grant that paid for, for our service or that there's been a departmental cutback in budget. It Very rarely is it um, they're not happy with the service. So again, we're telling ourselves that story. So are we getting the value out of the metric when we've already told ourselves a story? Yeah because we're not willing to, to dig in on the metric a little more. Um, for, for construction specialties, I, I look at a couple things. I, I, I look at core, I look at monthly profit margin, just making sure we're making money. Um, I look at our accounts receivable versus our accounts payable um, and the, the gap between them. Um, we, we always have a significant gap a positive gap, which is a good thing because that's essentially money in the bank because these aren't clients that will not pay. Yeah. So we know it's money coming. Um, but is that growing? Is that shrinking? Because that that is a that could be an indicator of a slowdown of business if it's shrinking yeah. um, because all of a sudden the money's going out faster and it's coming in. Um, and then just total number of tickets on it for 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 what the work we do. Um, but, uh, it, mainly it's profit margin and, um, and that difference. And I actually tried to Google for what is the different, what is the difference between AR and AP called? And I couldn't find it. So I don't know. Uh, there has to be a term for so it, but I don't know what the number, when you talk about the financials, like accounts receivable, 
that yeah. tells you after the fact health. Yep. So yep. you just said number of tickets, like what are the indicators yeah. that you're paying attention to that kind of give you, this is the state of things at the moment. Uh, I, that remains to be built. But if I were to, if I were to snap my fingers and build, build something, yeah. um, I'd want to, I'd want to see number of open tickets per client on a rolling basis. Um, number of inbound tickets on a rolling basis, meaning last week, uh, you know, over the past six weeks, we're averaging 35 tickets a week. The previous six weeks, it was 45. Yeah. What happened? Um, why, why are we getting less work? And, and figure out if that's just nature of the beast, which sometimes it is. Uh, sometimes the calendar thing, November and December are usually sl uh, historically slow months. Or is it possible that our clients are using somebody else and therefore the, the, the amount of tickets we're using is getting less, yeah. the, the amount of tickets we're seeing is getting less. So um, if I could snap my fingers, that would be one I'd, I'd want to see on a regular basis. Um, ticket size uh, would be the other. Mm -hmm. What, what, how, 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 how much are these tickets worth to us? Um, th those would help gauge the health of the business, I think. And I, it, it's funny for me not to say completion time, response time, all the things that the clients are focused on, because that's what they're focused on. I'm less focused on that. Yeah. Because I know that that's more stuff we have to do. That doesn't tell me anything about the health of the business. Mm -hmm. What on the, well, here's a funny sidebar. Every time I say snap your fingers, I now have this picture of Thanos <laughs> with Thanos with the glove right next to Thor's head. And it's ruined the idea of like, oh, just snap your fingers and get stuff done. Because really it means destruction of half of the living <laughs> things in the universe. So maybe I'll use a difference. Yeah. If you could just wave a magic <laughs> wand, which is still, which maybe Harry Potter has tainted that one too. Yeah. But um, on the, so what I've always been curious about, because I've never going into metrics related to um, an app running, like let's go in the technical stuff. Yeah. Do you yeah. pay attention to what's the, the big like data engine on Heroku? Um, it's the expensive one with so many numbers that you know, I never could figure out what do I care about here? I can't remember the reporting system. There's one called Scout, which is a um, a dumbed down one. But what's the? Uh, well, we've got a we've got a number of things. We New use Relic, Century, um, New, New Relic. Okay, yeah. that's the one. Sure. So, do you like what kind of metrics are you looking for for app app health? I would say, or do you care, or does it? Is it yeah, for 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 app health. Um, uh, again, it, it depends on what your app is doing, um, but but you 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 want to you want to look at your um, your query times. So, what are your long running queries? Um, that's one that tends to bite us more often than not is finding those long running queries and doing something about them. Um, response time is is another one that pops up. We we've gotten away from using New Relic. Um, and, and more towards just looking at, 
Overnight, we run a, a data retrievals, mm-hmm. so we make sure those finish on time and those are important to us. But I think uh, for, for the generic SaaS, you're going to be looking at things like response time, um, failed uh, failed requests, uh, you know, four, 404 errors, 500 errors, things like that. Things where people are hitting errors in your application. You, you want to see the error rate. You want to see what they're hitting and if it's a trend, because um, sometimes they may just be typing your URL name and then slash gobbledygook and not getting anything. Um, and that's not something you particularly care about unless gobbledygook shows up 300. Well, half the time it's, you know why. half the time it's slash WP dash admin for people trying to fish and find out if you uh, have a yes. vulnerability on your site. Yeah, and that would be one to look out for. But if you've already got it protected, if you're yeah. not using it, then it, it there's not that's not actionable. Um, it's just something. There's that, a lot of noise is um, the biggest issue, I think. Yeah, for for sure, there's a lot of noise in in logs. Um, we we do a lot of our work through logs. Um, I, I I wonder how it, it 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 would probably seem funny to to the developers who did it, but it probably would have so little impact. But if you were to actually have a page at slash wp dash admin that said, "Ha ha, we're not here," mm-hmm. um, the fact is a robot's probably hitting it, so it it doesn't do you any good. It's it, it's not gonna um, accomplish anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we 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 spend a lot of time in logs, um, and we we we've recently just gone through a process of trying to figure out who the best log um, SaaS is. Yeah. Paper Trails one, Logs.io is another, Logly's another. Um, Sentry kind of does that. Um, and, and the reason we spend a lot of time in logs is we're looking for those specific errors. Um, and we'd like to be able to pull numbers together on what's going on in the logs and paper trail can do that to some degree, but we found that the, the charts and the metrics you can get out of some of the others are better than what you can get out of paper trail. Um, that said, I think we're sticking with paper trail because, uh, I, I told her my developers to run the two side by side and they're running into issues trying to solve problems with the new one. So paper trails giving them better visibility into stuff, just not uh, better summary level information. Yeah, I mean paper trail for me has just been tried and true. That's the best word I can use for it. Like, yeah, I don't need a lot yeah. of fancy stuff, but I need alert. I, I want to get alerts sent to my email when I get errors, and I want to be able to go in and do searches if I need it. And and I find the search I find the searching of it to be limited. Um, uh, it, 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 there have been times I've been trying to search for something and just the way they've got it set up, it, it's, it's hard to get hmm. there. Um, I can get, I can get a bigger, um, result set than what I want. And then I pare it down from there, but it's hard to get the exact results set I want. And that's kind of why we were looking elsewhere. Um, so we'll we'll keep looking, and if 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 there's a interesting story to tell there, we'll tell that. So here. because you're the head honcho at construction specialties, um, you have your own metrics that you look at, and but you kind of answer to a another party on Aspire. 
what are the what are the folks what are the other executives looking at number wise that you're aware of at Aspire? From an IT standpoint, not a lot. Right. Um, if 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 ever there was anything that that entered into a contract, we'd be on top of that. But really, for for Aspire, we're dealing with onesie twosie errors. Um, it's a lot of singular error finding um, and then finding trends within those errors. We don't have a lot of numbers we report within Aspire EDU as far as um, as far as metric IT metrics, um, mainly because all the main normal numbers are mm-hmm. fine. Availability, we're always up. We we don't we don't go down unless an a, a upstream provider yeah. goes down. We just don't. Um, the the system runs. Um, the only time it goes down is if we ever have to do like a, a database migration, and then we're doing that at eleven o'clock at yeah. night. So, if nobody's on the system and the system is down, was the system truly down? It's it's the if the tree falls in the forest. Yeah, like how does it, how do the five um, nines work when it's really like five nines during business hours, right? Yeah, but usually not. Usually not. If you've got something in your contract for five nines, it means three sixty five by three sixty five and a quarter by twenty four by seven. It, it's it's the whole well, I know, time, but that's, which that's is silly, silly yeah. because that doesn't that again. So what are you doing? You're telling stories. <laughs> and, and, and that's, uh, we've gone to, to the, to the canvas um, conference every year for the past, I don't know how many years, as long as we've been in business. And one of the things they always show is their uptime, yeah. um, which, which is important. And, and for them, it is for them, it's important. And, the, the, the thing is, guess what? They showed their chart and every spike they had, they had a story. And the story was AWS was down. So um, so that's where uh, the, it, it, metrics always lead to numbers. Uh, I'm sorry. Metrics always lead to stories. <laughs> so metrics always come from numbers and always lead to stories. So I've got a cat well, that just yeah. entered the room. So. Oh, I heard it. I heard it. And it, it and it basically said none of this matters. That's what I heard. In the <laughs> yeah, the cat the cat um, is saying I hate metrics. So um the like well an interesting are so you'd mentioned transistor and they dealt with their first bout of downtime yeah. during regular business hours. It actually caused our podcast, this old app, to go down because they had a deal. It was related to a HTTPS certificate issue. And then because we were using Cloudflare, their adjustments in Cloudflare, Cloudflare's response had an issue. And it took a while to just due to different circumstances. We were down all day on a Sunday. Yeah. And, and they very much to their point, it wasn't a big, like most people don't launch their podcast on weekends. We don't, we do on Tuesday mornings. Most podcasts are not listened to downloaded on Sundays. And that's probably like across the board, unless you're related to church or faith or something. Right. 
And so for us, it wasn't like that. Those the lack of the five nines for that day was frustrating to me. Just I wanted up there, but it wasn't ultimately something to fret that much about. And so if I were to look at their record and they say, well, we had a bout of downtime because of SSL certificate issues on a Sunday, I really wouldn't hold that against them. I would hold it more against them if I if they didn't record it and then said, we're up five nines. Like, don't lie about it. Right. But, you know, I think every SaaS platform has to answer to that stuff. But again, it's always like, here are our numbers, comma, but. And then yeah. that's what really matters. And I, and so, yeah, like it's, it's amazing to me over the years, the number of projects related to executive dashboards still prevail in the wild. And it's like the, I don't know, like it's important for executives to get numbers. They have to know how the business is doing. Yeah. But the, the efforts taken to provide that, that those numbers upstream in a particular format and fancy charts, I don't know how much money has been wasted in that manner. And I don't know what, yeah. the, I don't know what the balance is. Cause I don't think that you should run a business without metrics and reporting. It's just what's the best way. So Going back, I don't know, we're a couple of weeks removed from you talking about the fact that you're building reports for Aspire. Yeah. How, how have you made any progress on what, the direction you're taking? No, mainly because, mainly because we, I, I had to focus on more uh, immediate things within the business. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I didn't want to take the time away from that. Um, but I, I still need answers to those questions. Um, now is it, is it worth my, is it worth company money to, to pay out to get that information? I don't know. Um, that's, that's uh, when, when, when you're skating on the razor thin edge of, of profit, it, it's hard to say. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's, it's one of those things I continue to struggle with, but I, I, I do think, I think the main point to take out of what we're saying is not metrics are bad. Um, I think you summarized it best just now is that the stories are better. Um, yeah. It, use, use the metrics to find the stories to tell. Um, because if you can tell a story about your company and where it is and what it's <clears> doing, that's a heck of a lot more interesting and a heck of a lot more actionable than just some numbers somewhere. Um, the numbers might help inform the stories, but that's as far as it should go. And the other side of it is, I mean, I deal with this a lot because my hobby is fantasy baseball and yeah. stats are huge in baseball now. Ever since Moneyball, ever since baseball teams, like I think Boston won the World Series based on a stat-driven strategy, Baseball has become just a, every pitch has a story around it. And sure. the hardest thing about this part of the year is a very small sample size for the season. Yeah. 
So you've got a pitcher that is doing horribly and they're an ace. And so people are like, is, is the end, is this the end of this person's dominance? And the pundits are like, uh, we're only two weeks into the season, chill out. But then they start, well, let's go back half a year to their, the last three months of last season. And they, but there's a gap between that. So the stories around these sample sizes is a is relative. Like, how much data are you looking at to paint a picture of right now? And yeah. the bottom line is that human beings, m- machines look at truth unless they're manipulated by someone producing the numbers. And humans manipulate based on gut feel, which is ov- often wrong, Fe- like opinion, and what and how the numbers need to look for other people so there's manipulation on presentation like of course the what is the the quote there's lies damn lies and statistics i mean like when you're running a business m mrr is looked at by the indie development community because it is almost pure truth money that you got in your bank account this month right all all other issues to the side is that number coming in and is it is it reflecting a healthy business growth or decline it's not looking at expenses per month which you know transistor um i'm bringing them up just because i listen to, to their podcast as well and they mentioned that they hit their goal i think of 10 grand a month yeah, and it was, and that's a big step in a, in a SaaS product's life is moving up those ladders and hitting that number. And but the the four or five episodes before that, they were talking about how much does it cost to host um, podcast audio, right? And those numbers were like, whoa, that's a lot more than I thought. Like when you talked about scale, like the number of downloads they're serving. Sure. So that MRR is like, oh, yeah, nice goal. How much are you spending per month on the hosting at the price plans that you have? That's right. like a whole other picture. And that's and so that MRR suddenly is like, that's the less important if your expenses are growing out of whack, too. Right, right. And, and I think again, they made what, it. What do you- what are you doing? You're telling yourself the story. So the numbers yeah. are important to inform the story, which makes it actionable. Yeah. So the other number we're at is about 40 minutes. <laughs> and <laughs> and that's typically what we like to aim for our podcast. But I thought, I think this is a good conversation. Just maybe if you're out there as a listener and you're, you've always thought that a lot of these metrics you're chasing for your employer or peers or the market feel like they're not totally helpful. You're not alone. I mean, it's, yeah. I feel like everybody kind of talks about reporting and numbers and metrics in this way. And, and, and most I, people, I would go, I would go one step further. If, if somebody out there has a metric they love, tweet it at us or, or send it to to our email. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we'll be glad to break it down and tell you why it's crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that even goes into a, a complete different sidebar of we start, we've started to get mo- a few more listeners interacting with us. Um, 
sometimes on LinkedIn, sometimes on Twitter. And I'm, and we do have a listener base that we kind of, uh, here's a number, here's a number that I'm like, whoa, what happened here? We actually have people subscribing to our newsletter list. Not that we've ever posted a newsletter. Sure. But I used to, I used to think that we would get notices when we get subscribers and we haven't. So now we have like 40 to 50 people signed up for a newsletter we don't send out. And I had no idea until I looked at the metrics on transistor. Um, so yeah, like I'm, I'm kind of curious if you're a listener and you have an opinion about metrics or you have a number that you think is complete crap or a number that you really like to live and die on, tweet it to us and we will talk about it. Um, I'd like, and also if there's other subject matter you'd like us to discuss, that's cool too. Cause we're always kind yeah. of guessing about what should we talk about this week? And if there's subject matter that we can bring up, um, we definitely would be interested in talking more about it. Yeah, I mean, if you don't, then Randy might just start talking about his cats. So, Oh man, I, <laughs> My one of our kittens has totally fallen in love with me and just is now hanging around and showing more attention. So I can talk about that all day. I really see, like that. That's, uh, see, see, listener, this is what we have to put up with if you don't help us. <laughs> Could there be a podcast where we just talk while our cats, like your cat, sits there complaining about you know the podcast itself, or my cat just purrs into the mic? I mean, do, would that be of value to anyone? No, no. We've already done half this <laughs> podcast with me fighting this cat to keep her quiet. So, <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, good talk, and we will talk next week. All right, sounds good. Later. Thanks for listening to the CTO Think Podcast. Show notes and previous episodes can be found on our website at ctothink.com. Reviews on Apple iTunes are always appreciated and help promote the show. Patreon contributions help us to produce episode transcripts, which allow people that are deaf or hard of hearing to access the show. If you have feedback, ideas, or want to be a guest, please email us at hello at ctothink.com. Show music is Dumpster Dive by Mark Wallach, licensed by premiumbeat.com. Voiceover work by meganvoices.com. You'll hear from us next week.